It's <laughs> <laughs> that teen mom. <laughs> I guess when I started oh, recording, I recorded that whole <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah. Well, God. we need a need a bit of levity here. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, clearly, there's Sneaky mental health issues in that household too. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Unbroken Podcast. I'm Kara Kendricks. Uh, my wife Marilyn across Hello. the table, and uh, our very special guest. Uh, my stepdaughter, Marilyn's daughter. daughter, Amy Lee Gray, my baby, my goo goo. Uh, we're playing, Hi. we just played a clip from uh, Teen Mom OG season five uh, or four, or whatever. I don't uh, know. Yeah. One uh, of them seasons. Farrah's mom and Farrah have quite the relationship, and we, uh, we've been uh, making little video clips Jokes. on our phones because uh, <laughs> boy, are they funny. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, here we go again, talking about uh, our journey through the mental health process. Uh, system process whatever you want to call it um amy's had uh, you know some very unique challenges as well and uh you know after spending a few episodes talking about cohen we thought we would uh, have amy in and she was willing to do that so we're gonna crack open the uh the journal and the emo cds and we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about a different time oh, yes. about 15 or so years ago Marilyn, what do you figure? What, how do you want to f- start us off here? Well, I'll start you off similar to what we did with Cohen. Okay. Um, just saying about the the pregnancy with Amy and when she was born. So the pregnancy was pretty normal. The only challenge I had with it was I had got gall- gallbladder problems through some of it. Um, I did not take medication purposely because... Like for the gallbladder Yeah, stuff? for the yeah. tax, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't want to like jeopardize anything. I took the minimal amount of that. I had a couple attacks and then about 23 days before she was born, I had a major gallbladder attack and it put me in the hospital. And then the, I still refused the medication and then it got away on me and I had to take some medication, which I didn't really have a choice. But anyways, that happened. And then the next day, evening actually I was in the hospital for a couple days my water broke so she was 23 days early uh the birth was quick she was born at a pretty good weight I was 515 so small but not not terribly small a couple days after we were in the hospital she developed um ABO we had a blood incompatibility and she had to go up to the NICU in the Royal Alec for few days and uh, just have some light therapy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, when she came home she was actually a really good baby very good through you know the early on months and stuff Uh, but when she's about eight months old things went down (laughs) (laughs) as it does now we know it is sleep regression because now I'm learning from her as she goes through um, you know with her kids But, uh, yeah, I mean, so pretty standard, nothing major. Um, she was a bit of a handful as a, as most kids are, I wouldn't call it unusual. Um, yeah, so pretty standard, pretty straightforward. I don't think that I really noticed anything the way of the depression wise until she was probably 11 or 12 Yeah, is when I kind of started to notice. Well, let's just back up a little bit and, you know, not... It's uh, it's certainly no secret. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't really come into Amy's life until I was about, or until she was about seven or so, six, seven. Um, but I mean, there was definitely some like before that there was like behavioral or like more like kind of defiance, right? Like yeah. very very firm. Um, and I I don't know if that if that matters or not, but I think starting at birth and discussing it, I think these are the kinds of things that that parents and 
loved ones need to like they often think about and then they they start looking back and wondering well were there signs yeah you know and and you I don't think there really is any just to be honest but I, I you know I think you can overthink a lot of this stuff you know humans are just we here we are right but um those are the kinds of things I think practitioners do ask so yeah don't no, be don't be surprised sure. if you know you start getting into the system and they start asking about you know well what was your birth like because actually that is partly probably why you brought that up but well, they do seem sure. to ask that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they asked me that. It almost uh, seems a little odd, but again, I'm not a medical practitioner. I think they so. asked that, like, actually when Cohen went in to see yeah. that psychiatrist. Yeah, how was his birth? And yeah. I was like, yeah, was it spiritual? Or what yeah, like nothing <laughs> nothing happened, I guess, is what I'm getting at, that would have, yeah. that I, There was know, no brain damage, no. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. as no, a mother, you you go through every single solitary thing that you could have possibly done that would yeah. have caused it, right? Like, of that's course. the guilt. Well, sure. Even if it's completely irrational, th- these are the the feelings that, especially, it seems like mommies feel a little more. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, parents will feel, and that's uh, that's okay. That's part of the process. But um, but I do remember, like, when specifically with Amy, when we kind of figured out what it was that she had depression. Yeah. I felt tremendous guilt, especially yeah. with Amy. I know. Yeah, because uh, yeah, she was the first one. I mean, obviously, Jonathan had had a few. Issues and has continued to just like anyone, but um, he was so um, pleasant. Like, like he, um, not that you weren't, but like he was kind of upbeat and and jovial. Like, so there weren't the the typical signs, at least compared to his age, right? Yeah. For the era we were in, that we know now, we know a little of course, bit more. Yeah, there but... were definitely things that we, in hindsight, sh- could have addressed mm-hmm. or whatever. But you know, like, and th- this is a, an ongoing thing. So, but with Amy, yeah, definitely the. Um, you know, things were changing a bit. There was more more discussion around, um, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, and it was starting to um, uh, just come into the mainstream, I think, a little bit more. Um, and certainly by the time Cohen had it, it, it seems to be um, kind of a, a common thing to at least be able to discuss without feeling, snap out of it, what do you have to be oppressed about? Uh, sit yeah. down, calm down, you know, like, you know. Well, and again, Amy was going into like uh, grade seven and she yeah, was like exactly. starting her you know, to be a young lady and all that was going on, you know, she would have changed schools. Like there was things that, you know, that were going on. So we were like trying again, decipher what, what is not like, what is more normal? What is maybe a little less, we need to be concerned about those kinds of things. Uh, there was a tipping point though, that that we figured it out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to go back on one thing, I just, before I I forget, uh, not to make it about me at all, but I mean, you mentioned about feeling guilt. I mean, I, I felt guilt too, because I, I felt like we, like we were bringing our kids from mm-hmm. the home and their families. That yeah, they knew. me too. And, but you know, I had a job, it was only two hours away and here we are 20 years later, but yeah, it was, uh, I felt like, okay, well maybe if we had stayed and I got a job more locally in our hometown, things would have been different, but you know, case or all, right. But, um, yeah, there I definitely had some some feelings of guilt too. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Be, yeah, don't need to be. No, I. I uh, I'll just mention the the incident that I'm thinking about, and then sure. we'll let Amy take yeah. over there. But um, I remember one particular time we were getting ready to go to Dewberry. Yeah. And you, Amy was particularly unhappy that day. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but just something. She wasn't very happy and. Yeah. So we were getting everybody in the vehicle and as she got in the vehicle, she was writing in her journal and I happened to look over her shoulder and I saw, I'm not going to say what I saw in there cause I'm going to let her talk about yeah. that, but I saw something in there 
that I was like clear cut. Okay, this yeah. is this is real. We have to deal with this. Yeah. So we went out to Dewberry, and um, I went out and talked to her dad, mm-hmm. and then we kind of went from there. Yeah. Um, within a short period of time, we had her into a psychologist. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk a bit more about it, or might as well before yeah. we get into what we did to get you help? Yeah. Where do you want to pick up? And do you want to start talking about when you started feeling? Because really, I, I I don't even know how much we've talked about this off mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well. I'll start out by saying, like, I was, I was very sensitive as a kid, and I was very, um, I was really quick to think that people were um, not wanting to be with me, and I was very sensitive for that. Like, I always thought I was left out with friends, with family. Mm-hmm. So I think, not saying that's a big reason, but I think just having that sensitivity to um, social um, interactions and my friends and family and stuff like that yeah. set me up for some of these things. Sure. Um, because growing up, I was always like, you know, nobody wants to hang out with me, or they are, but they're feeling very left out. So yeah. um, I think that was a big, big factor. And of course, like there was a lot of life changes, but, you know, you guys say you felt so guilty, but you can't, you know, keep your life on hold and afraid to take any of those steps based on like what you think might happen. You know, the, these life things, everybody has to go through these life, life changes. So moving yeah. from Dewberry um, to the city, was I think overall a really good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. think that that set me up for anything bad. But anyway, no, sure. um, I digress. Well, thank um, you. I think that just being a sensitive kid set me up for that. And of course, when you get to middle school, your hormones are changing. Sure. Um, your social circles changes a lot, and I don't think that's any secret for any kid that's you know yeah. moving from you know childhood into teenagehood that there's like huge social changes. Yeah. Um, and then that sensitivity that I had about social circles was really amplified at that point. Okay. Um, so I think that was a big thing, but a big turning point. And of course, you know, I was moody and I was a teenager and I was cranky all the time and all that stuff. You know, you guys know you lived it. <laughs> I'm looking back, I'm like, oh man. But um, the big tipping point was um, I did witness an accident yeah. and that set me up for a big downfall. Like I was already having like some emotional changes at that point, but I witnessed somebody get hit by a car when I was going to school one day. I was just waiting at a bus stop. Um, and that really affected me. I had um, PTSD after that. I didn't know it for a little bit afterwards, but, um, I would hear the sound over and over again. Um, and the, pardon me. And then the woman screaming, yeah. <laughs> all the time so and yeah. I didn't know that that's what PTSD was but I'd lay yeah. w- wake in bed at night and that's what I hear yeah, yeah. I just well I didn't interrupt you but I I do remember that morning and you did go to school the bus stop which was really close to the house yeah. and you came running back and I remember saying what's wrong and you told me what happened and we luckily we did have victim services come out to see you they came out right away um but actually, I didn't know that bothered you that much. Yeah, we yeah. didn't talk about it as much. But I remember also when it did happen, we were concerned about, well, what do we do? Like, Because we knew that this was clearly going to be or likely to be a traumatic yeah. situation for you. Yeah. And then on top of it, I don't know if you're going to mention this or not, but the roller coaster of, if I recall, the cops called us and said he died. Oh, yeah. They but called then, me. Yeah. yeah. And then they called back and said, oh, wait, no, he's still alive. So, so yeah. I went and had told you <laughs> the, the kid actually died. And then I had to go back up like, 
five minutes later and say, <laughs> no, he lived. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a Oof. mind twisting my mind a little bit, but you know, um, so it did affect me and I did like, like I said, I kept hearing it over and over again, like typical PTSD. It's really irritable. Sure. Um, I remember a big thing that still to this day I do think about. And I think this really set me up for some big cognitive distortions coming up as I became more depressed was I remember telling my friend and she just dismissed it like yeah, totally. Well. And I mean, you can't like dear kids too and everybody's going through their own things. But I remember her just saying, well, I've seen things too and I don't react like this. So just suck it up. And yeah. that, I yeah. just remember like just walking through my life after that thinking, okay, my problems aren't important. There's yeah. other people who always have it worse than I do. Yeah. So that was a big thing. Yeah. And wow. I'm, I'm sure it just, it doesn't matter what, you know, the adults say, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's all about social connections and reinforcement of your peers. And, mm -hmm. and if they're dismissive of it, um, this is sim something similar to what I would have dealt with even growing up when you're a guy, you know, you're not supposed to talk about your feelings, just suck it up. Don't be a, don't, don't be a pussy. Right. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, the reactions of your peers can, or maybe even siblings too, can really make or break yeah. uh, certain trajectories. Um, was it one friend in particular where others did support you or was it? You know, I, I can't really recall at this point the reactions of my other friends. I just remember my, what I, my best friend at the time, her yeah. reaction was that. And I think that was a typical pattern. It wasn't a very healthy friendship sure. that we had. Um, but, and I just took it too much to heart because again, I was so oh, sensitive. Yeah. So I always like, yeah, I remember just coming out from that thinking, okay, like I got it, like my problems aren't as bad. I'm, I'm not at any shape of like what other people have. So, sure. um, suck it's it up basically. Unfortunate. Yeah. And then you internalize. Those yeah. Those yeah. Right? yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. we certainly as, uh, the parents did not take that lightly. No, I remember no. that was, that was really terrible. And I do remember like for a long time after when we'd drive by there, you would be you know, that you would, it would bother you. Mm -hmm. took a long time to get oh, yeah. past that. And I know victim services came out. We, did we have you in counseling at that point? I can't remember. But I, I don't remember the timeline. I know a certain point after that, talking to a counselor and we can talk yeah. about that yeah. experience mm -hmm. too. Well, but, sure, yeah. um, I don't think I wasn't in counseling at that time. Okay. Yeah. I think it would have come shortly after that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause that was, um, it was a couple, three years probably after, we in, we noticed right your depression because I mean we were in the in the one condo when we first kind of was there were we in the house even? no we were at the condo after the, the house condo? yeah the it was the white, That's when the, it, the that white one. one and then by the time that accident happened we that were was in there the blue condo right? no no we were at oh, the, we still were we yeah. were still oh, there so it would have been all around in that time frame I was in grade okay. seven I'm pretty sure you were in grade okay. seven. I just started junior okay. high Jesus. we moved in September or. We did. Early yeah. September, yeah. and you started grade seven that year. So that you did, been you know, grade eight, but it was around that. No, I was, sure. I okay, was yeah. In... I, I thought it was a little bit longer even. Okay, that's, yeah, amazing. So See, it would have been around that time, yeah. Crazy how but... quick the memories yeah. get jumbled. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But... And it was also like a very um, jarring experience um, of life and death. And sure. just how, yeah. how quickly it can, it can change and mm -hmm. <clears throat> just an introduction into that and or more like a catapult into that just... Um, just how quickly deaths can happen to anybody. So, and sure. as a 12 year old, you're not, at least for me, I hadn't had a huge family death in my right. life. So yeah. I never had to experience 
yeah. you know, that kind of thing. That's but, really heavy. And yeah. I mean, it's like what, kind of what Cohen was talking about, that that experience that he had come over him when he felt yeah. about death. The death. Exes- existential, existential sort of crisis. Experience. And I don't think it was triggered by anything. He, I think and he just see, went, so you had that yeah. like double fold because you yeah. actually had like something that was witnessed like that so and your uncle bob was had passed around that time too right or was coming around there. i don't remember Honestly, don't that remember. might have been a little later but yeah if yeah. i recall i mean i just remembered the time thinking, oh man here's another mm-hmm. great you yeah. know because i mean you don't sometimes you can expect to lose grandparents or whatever but when it's you know your 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 dad's sister you know husband yeah. it, you know that's a little you don't want to lose them too soon but do you remember happens, victim yeah. services coming i remember talking to a police officer i don't remember victim services yeah they brought coming. you yeah. a teddy and and I'm not sure how many times they came, um, but they were yeah. supportive. Oh yeah, uh, but not enough of obviously what we needed to deal with there. I mean, well, like, yeah. how do you how do you truly know what to do? Like, I didn't even know what I needed at the time, and like, I don't well, even know what what would yeah. have helped me. So probably getting you some further counseling. I maybe. don't know. See, again, this is that that parental guilt mm-hmm. that, that yeah. Well, you of know, course. we but we we can't we couldn't have made her get through it better or quicker, right? It was all we can do, and all parents can do, I think, and loved ones is introduce them and, and continue asking the questions, talking about the situations and offering and guiding through the support. But ultimately the work has to be done at the, at that level. So I, yeah, it's I tough. Like to it's tough when you're in the middle of things you, you did, and I you mean, just can't like, you yeah. just can't always see the forest for the trees. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, no. And then, uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, continue on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basically, after that, I remember just my mood deteriorating, and forgive me because I um, my memory is really poor for a lot of my teenage years, because yeah. um, I did have shock treatment later on. So I will say I, I remember a lot because it's kind of a little foggy, yeah. but um, that was a huge decline, and I just I remember everything just kind of like, and I had good moments and bad moments, of course, but it was just like this gradual dissension into just sadness all the time, yeah. um, you know. I started high school and things were okay in the first bit of high school. I don't remember. I remember being sad. I was always like the, the emo girl, I guess. <laughs> and that's another thing too. Um, I grew up in the, in the kind of emo phase, which really, you know, and I, I'm not saying I blame this and it's just a factor in all of these things is that it was these things, these, this being sad and um, cutting and all of these topics were romanticized mm, in sure. the media. And like, you know, it was, MySpace and Facebook and, you know, MSN Messenger and all that stuff. It was like a litany of um, those kind of things. So it was like the subculture, I guess. So that's a, that's a big factor too because, I mean, on one hand you have acceptance because of how you're feeling and other people and mm-hmm. you have this community. And then on the other hand, you also have this like pull towards these like darker aspects of life. But do you um, think that, uh, like, because I, I remember when you were going through it, of course, all my thoughts and feelings and relations go back through the music and i remember mm-hmm. like when i was younger you know like the nirvana stuff and like that that grunge scene made me really uncomfortable because the lyrics were so dark and so so real to be yeah. honest right <laughs> i almost avoided it and i know like maybe that a little bit generation before that you know like that's when the cure came out susie and the banshees mm-hmm. there was an yeah. exploration of this you know sort of you know quasi gothic vampire vampire kind of things um and, but you know, with the because the internet was becoming so so much more um, mainstream, yeah. Uh, I wonder if like if, if you can look at it as a romanticizing, but perhaps it was also just because you you and others like you feeling like you were actually able to finally come together, yeah. And you know, the bands were also finally starting to make music 
singing about the, these very feelings, which is what music is supposed to do. Well, it's kind of a vicious circle, right? It can be, it's yeah. Like you our you feel would... that way, so you listen to that stuff, and then it makes it worse, and then you start, like you said, romanticizing about it. To an and extent. And then it just, like... But like Karak said, it was also like, um, wow, these lyrics like truly speak to me. They're not sure. talking about these superficial things. They're talking about things that I'm feeling right. and I'm going through. Exactly. And so, yeah, definitely, you know, music was a huge, huge part of that. And For sure. And there uh, were the movies, I can't remember at that time, were there any in particular? Remember, you, well, you read or watched Girl Interrupted a lot, but that was older, right? That was a 90s book, wasn't it? Or? Yeah, it's an older movie, but yeah, I um, definitely too. was a big movie for me when I was in the in the throes of it, for sure. It was yeah. definitely something I could relate to. Um, really good. I read the book, too, and I read Prozac Nation was another right. one. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like yeah. the Bell Jar and stuff, too, like all yeah. of those like really sad books. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Prozac Nation wasn't that bad, but... Um, yeah, those those definitely. There's the movie and the, the books and the music were always like big, 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 big things, and I think they are for a lot of teenagers too. What's that mm-hmm. time of the life? Yeah, the time yeah, of life. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess. And then as time went on, like I, think I remember, grade eleven was when I really took a turn, and my memory is really foggy, but I remember just like just becoming so apathetic and just so mm-hmm. tired and. You know, I was rereading my journal, and one thing I repeated a lot was just how heavy I felt all the time. So Mm -hmm. I was, like, literally dragging around a wet towel and just, like, forcing yourself to take step by step and forcing yourself to get up out of bed and all that stuff. So depression for me was very heavy. Oh, I I can't imagine. imagine. And, you know, and you were so... um, uh, I mean, yeah, I've always you're, said you're, you're one of my heroes because I like you. You went to school. You still got pretty decent marks, and you kept kept a part time job. You had a job, yeah. Um, yeah. You and and a, a social life too. I mean, I think I think your friends kind of changed a bit, but you know, or maybe you narrowed it down. But uh, yeah, I you mean, kept you, the you, job. You struggled. Right, you got right through up. it. Yeah. Not only was it yeah. like a job, but you had a job where you had to like work directly, putting makeup on people, piercing their yeah. ears. Like you had a job. Like a job that, yeah. I mean, all jobs are jobs, but that one was particularly your yeah. supervisor was um, not tough, but just like, I remember you worked right up till you went to the hospital. Yeah. And I remember the response when you told her you had to go in. Yeah. What was it? Was it negative? It was very negative. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She well, took me back though. After oh I got yeah. She, yeah. That just was her way. I don't think she was a bad person. I think she was struggling herself, but could be i don't know but it was like i what was it it was like something like well you were so brave like to continue to work there and and show up and do your job and then to go lay your guts out like that and then have your supervisor i know it was something along the lines of well i guess if you have to yeah like yeah go go have your little holiday yeah yeah i mean yeah you can't can't force people to to want to understand or to understand mental health stuff and no, um, you know, she had a business that she was running and all of a sudden I wasn't there and I yeah. was a, a really reliable employee yeah, up until that are. point. Sure. But that like constant, like, you know, going to school and seeing friends and working all the time was like, if I didn't stop moving, then I wouldn't have to feel yeah. what I was feeling. Oh, so, okay. well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is, I mean, I, I would have been inclined to just lame bed all day and mm-hmm. say sorry guys i'm depressed yeah. i mean and you know we would have understood that too but you were able to uh 
to plow through for a, yeah. for a long time and then yeah. then it got to the point where there was a time when you slept for like oh a abnormal amount of time and we took you to the hospital yeah yeah yeah, yeah i remember that i think it was like over over 20 20 some hours yeah yeah, that was that was the point where I just gave up and I just yeah. was like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't get out of bed, and yeah, yeah that was a big, big downfall for me for sure. But yeah. that, um, even to this day, I'm like that. If I don't sit still, then I don't have to, you know, deal with whatever I have to deal with, whether it's just something silly or something big, you know. Sure. So it's just another way of coping, I suppose, yeah. and mm-hmm. almost in a way, like not always, but in some ways, it's a form of self harm too, because you're just you mm-hmm. you just keep going and keep going, and you're not letting yourself process anything or deal with anything or even like take care of yourself in in that regard. So yeah. that's a big thing, and then it eventually piles up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. by that time, you'd been by the time you were in grade 11 like we'd already had you in therapy and stuff like we could back up a yeah bit i think we should point. back up just a touch because th- we had our yeah. first encounter with the psychologist um after shortly after yeah, that after we discovered the journal and the self-harm uh which was all new to us at the time we i i of course i instantly associated with suicide attempts i i just didn't know i yeah. thought okay but you know now we've clearly learned that it's uh it's just a you know a form of um, sort of well a number of reasons i guess stress relief or or whatever you know well, I was feeling just going to say, like uh, last night, uh, Dr. Drew was saying, asking somebody there on the teen on mom the teen there mom OG. about uh, self-harm. Yeah. And he said, were you self-harming for like release or yeah. were you self-harming for suicide? For suicide? Yeah. So I didn't really think it was yeah. associated with suicide. So I learned he, something. Yeah. Too. And the kids said both. He said it, he didn't even know. He said it was just sort of one of those reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the time we thought, well, that, that meant like suicide yeah and we were uh, well the first thing we did was talk to your dad and then we contacted through my employer we had a a plan there at the time and we got into a psychologist right away in sherwood park do you remember that um i remember seeing a psychologist for the first time and i remember having a really terrible experience (laughs) that's it what tell me um i just remember going in there and I was already probably didn't want to go. And I just remember her like handing me a sheet of paper and it was like, yes. fill this out. Yeah. And just without barely saying anything to me and having a conversation with me, she just looked at the piece of paper and was like, yeah, you're pretty depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I remember just being like, well, that's <laughs> I exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 Us too. So yeah. it was just really off putting. I didn't really want to go back. It's like this lady doesn't want to have a conversation with me. She just wants to, you know, yeah. You had me this piece of paper and I was just remember feeling like this was, I don't want to go back. Yeah. And uh, of, you had to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Which I went. Which is fine. I didn't yeah. mind doing it by in. myself. And I remember her saying, your daughter is moderately to severely depressed. Yeah. You need to get her medication. Yeah. And I was like, like, slow your roll. Yeah. Like you spent literally, like yeah. I was on your page. I'm like, you spent like, what, just not long mm-hmm. with her and you know this about her already. Yeah. So I left that appointment. We never went back to her. No. And uh, But what we did do is we went to see the family doctor. Yeah, That's what I, my well, we talked about it, and that's what we thought. So we took you to see the doctor, and he said, um, you know, at your young age, because you were, what, 12 then, that he definitely would not prescribe any medication, that you yeah. needed to see a child psychiatrist. And that's how we got Dr. Ravi. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. we were able to get on. And that took a few months, so. Well, yeah, and if you think about now, it's yeah. like up to two years to get a child psychiatrist. Well, but we tried we were... to get Rabbi for Cohen, and it was a two-year wait. Yeah, yeah. 
to even see him. Yeah, and we thought maybe with a sort of a family connection we could could pull that, but uh, we ended up getting into his office, but not not with him in particular. Yeah. But he was uh, like so many of our uh, medical situations up here he was just amazing yeah. we saw um, him last week yeah because we, we still see him really? we did go and yeah i said that yeah. bugger hasn't changed he a bit hasn't no. aged, he uh, looks the same that man i can't even like can barely remember what he yeah. looks like to be honest yeah, if you Tall, saw him you'd, you'd remember yeah. yeah he's egyptian it's egyptian okay yeah. yeah yeah i was thinking eastern European. yeah yeah anyway yeah. we're getting off topic but yeah he <laughs> was i he was relatively new at the time i actually just wrote in my journal and i read it recently that he was only working for two years right is that what it was yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. i wrote so yeah you really liked him yeah he was he was amazing like yeah. right from he was just really trustworthy he was just easy to talk to and like you know i guess technically they're all trustworthy but you know mm-hmm. you just you had that connection i yeah. suppose and that was it was really good 